You're listening to The Business Marketing Show, episode number 70. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Hi everyone, this is Ed K. Smith from The Business Marketing Show here with my co-host Brendan Tully and we have a special guest on the podcast today. It's not just Brendan and I talking our magic that we normally do that everyone loves so much. We've got someone who's going to add some spice to our conversation. So today we have Peter Engelhardt uh, and Peter is a brand consultant and entrepreneur focused on strategic branding um, and design for small to medium size enterprises. Uh, Peter is the founder and driving force behind his business called Creative Brew. And he works directly with entrepreneurs and business creators who want to transform their businesses into industry leading Brands. Uh, Peter and his team have developed the world's only interactive e-tool called Plan to Brand that we'll be having a chat to him about today. And uh, he lives in Melbourne, Australia with his wife and daughter. Welcome, Peter. How are you? Yes, very good, Ed. Very good. Thanks for the great intro there. You are welcome. And uh, Pete, you and I met last year in, in Tokyo we were presenting at the Netpreneur Summit uh, together, uh, well, not together, separately, but on the same uh, schedule. So, um, and we had some good catch-ups and had long walks together in the park. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really have long walks together in the park. We had a long walk to a sushi, well, it wasn't a sushi restaurant, it was a, what was it that we went to one night? It seemed to take forever to get there, but uh, it was it was fun anyway, so... Um, so thanks for coming on the podcast because uh, the, the subject of branding is bandied around a lot and uh, it's good to get some clarity to what that actually is and what it means and, and is it relevant to businesses that are small or big or large and how does it all work. So l- let's get stuck into that in a minute. But before we do that, Brendan, how are you, mate? I'm good. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> Can't forget about Brendan. He, he's he's the equal half Thanks. to this podcast. <laughs> Without Brendan, this podcast would not be possible. So uh, thanks for coming on, Brendan. Thanks for having a super fast internet connection where you live compared to uh, Peter and I's uh, internet connection. Just like to make us look bad, but that's fine. We can we can handle it. So, so uh, Pete, let's dive back a little bit into the past. Let's go back to where you uh, came from and how you got to the point of where you are now. What what were you doing when you uh, sort of left school into college? What sort of work were you doing that that led you into the the place that you are now? Oh, I was, um, well, I remember this really clearly. I was at high school in a um, a suburb outside Melbourne here and – in year 12, I just didn't know what to do. But the only thing I really was really clear on was I was never going to wear a suit. I hated ties. And so, therefore, you know, accountancy and any business degree was out. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that left acting and I'm a bit shy, you know. And um, so then it was the arts. And, uh, you know, I wasn't even good at painting or drawing. So 
what was left, graphic design. So I ended up um, moving all the way to town and I, I did a, uh, it was only a diploma back then in uh, graphic design and that was pre-computers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was great. Um, and I literally stepped out of there and worked in about two places. Um Nothing great, just that in the back rooms of printers doing some basic design and cut and paste things. Um, and then after some travelling, I came back and it was in 1986, I started my own business. And I've, what's that? That's 30 years. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I've had my own business uh, since then. And I think about three years into that business, um, Apple Mac re- released their first computer yep. for designers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they had computers prior to that, but then it was that the Mac Two, I think it was, um, lead weight really. But um, while well, it sat in the corner of the office, we didn't know what to do with it. We could switch it on, yeah, um, and there it was just weird, you know. And then one day we're sort of doing typesetting in it and running that down and getting the type put out and bringing it back and pasting it up, um, and eventually. Um, by about the year 2000, you know, we were building internet sites and um, you could the world had just changed, you know, in that, oh, four, in that 14 years. Absolutely nuts. Um, the 90s, there was a lot of work around. And so we were sort of chipping at the heels of the bigger agencies. In fact, we worked with lots of agencies, did a lot of corporate work, Um yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and that still that was still all mainly focused on graphic design, or had yeah, you, had that's you, the, okay. You hadn't moved into the the world of branding per se at that. No, stage? no. We we moved into the world of marketing. Okay. You know, we, a designer, you know, just ends up by default sort of helping clients think issues through. They want a brochure. Okay. Why do you need the brochure? What, what's the purpose of it? So and. How are you going to get it out there? What's your strategy to, you know, are you got a, a list or what are you going to do? So we got into marketing and um, and then it was, you know, the year 2000 onwards when the term inbound marketing um, as opposed to push tactics um, really became a big part of our business. So okay. internet and email marketing, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. I do remember when the... The those apples came out because I had one. It was 1987 uh, or 88, I think I got my first one. Um, yeah, and uh, that was great. Look, it was pretty amazing what you could do with it, considering what else was around at the time, um, particularly with the mouse interface and everything like that, and the 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 way it, you know created graphics and various things. It was pretty pretty clever for its day. I mean, you, you know, obviously look at it back back now and you think, well. That's a bit, a bit of an antiquated piece of machinery, but back then it was cutting edge. I'm sure, like, we'll look back at stuff we're using now in 30 years' time and go, look at that old piece of crap, you know? So, so uh, as the internet's grown and there's been more demand for these types of services for graphic design and for marketing and for website design, um, it brings about that whole question about branding for companies. And I hear this terminology coming out of businesses all the time you know i'm building my brand i'm working on my brand i'm developing my brand and it gets used a lot but i really don't think 
most people really understand what that entails and, and what's involved. And so I'd like to get a your perspective of what is building a brand or what, what is developing a brand? Um, well, look, a brand really, it, it's so intangible, it's quite you know, up until you start producing a logo or website, a brand is a gut feeling, a gut feeling that a customer is left with whenever they deal with you. That doesn't matter if it's over the phone or when they're surfing the website and come across your website or they get an email from you mm-hmm. or they listen to this podcast and the casual way you're having a chit-chat. You know, someone's going to form an impression about you and me and... Um, that is that all becomes part of the brand, um, and you can't really you can't really tell the world what your brand is. Uh, you can draw parameters around it and influence it, mm-hmm. and encourage you know and hope that people get what you're doing and understand the underlying purpose and passion and and values and and everything else and who you're targeting and uh, you can influence all of that. But at the end of the day, the consumer is going to form their opinion. And, and it's these, you know, multinational, you know, successful brands or the Fortune 500 companies that are really good at understanding that and at every touch point being consistent around what it is they want um, the consumer to be left feeling. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's the experience yeah. around how they how they deal with it and i mean one that often comes to my mind and probably a lot of other people is apple so apple's a, a probably an example that we could work from because we've already been talking about them so you can go and buy a computer from you know multiple other computer brands uh, that are typically half the price of going and buying a, a macbook pro or a macbook air so now, what is it that gets people to spend twice as much money on something else? It's basically the same thing. You could you could argue the point that you know one bit of software is better than the other, or vice versa. But they're pretty much the same thing. So people are handing over a lot more money. Is it based on the fact that they have a good good brand experience, or what's your your thoughts and opinions on that? It, it's it's lots of things. It's layers of things. Um, first. They are clear on their point of difference, mm-hmm. which is sort of I talk to about seven foundations that make a brand, and um, point of difference is one of them. Yeah. And certainly, that point of difference has to be relevant to the target market. You just don't go, you know, this is my point of difference. You have to, uh, there's a process to go through to make sure it's viable, yep. the market wants it, uh, and it's unique. But, um, yeah, they're clear on their point of difference, their purpose. They're very good at influencing the subconscious. Um, They talk to – all their advertising talks about what the customer wants uh, or what – and how how they're going to feel at the end of the day. They don't just say, here's a computer, do you want to buy it? Mm. They're more selling a lifestyle than a computer. Um, and that's what everyone buys into. Um, and then that cleverly, you know, in, in our busy lives, the really cool thing about if you can build a brand that stands for something, it's a shortcut in people's lives. Like, you know, I, 
I won't go into the city and traipse around five stores looking for a pair of jeans and waste three and a half hours. I know that um, G-Star jeans I love, I think I look good in G-Star jeans, I go straight to G-Star. Okay. Now, that's a shortcut in my busy life. That brand has won that that corner in my brain that talks about clothing, and by default, I just it's, it makes my life easy. I go off to G-Star, and I don't have to think hard about it. And so when you do earn that position and influence the brain in that sort of way, people will come to you automatically without even cross-quoting or, you know, I buy Apple Macs all the time. I didn't realise they're two or three times dearer. I know they're a bit dearer, but, you know, I've seen other computers that are just as dear. So price doesn't come into it when when you've got a brand that stands for so much um, intrinsic value, you know, because they don't, that they are just the same computer as everyone else's. They come out of the same factories. Yeah, often, yeah, the components, everything, often from some similar places. Pretty so, much. Yeah, yeah, so so it's all based. It's all based around that. So when you, so when a, a small company that's just getting started starts having a conversation with you about branding, because say we we have people say say to us they've just spent twenty thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars on branding. Sometimes alarm bells go off. Admittedly, go okay. What have you just paid for, and have you just been duped by someone to hand over money for no particular you know, reason? But without knowing all the the nitty gritty details, I couldn't make a comment. But when people come to you in that scenario and say they want to start building their brand and creating brand awareness, what sort of processes do you do you work through with them? Um. Yeah, great question. I've um. We take people through a very structured process that we've designed, um, but it's not easy. So we've, we've created seven steps, and the whole reason is to ultimately find a point of difference and explain it. Mm-hmm. But, and you can imagine that's very hard if you're a cleaner or you're a physiotherapist or you're an SEO company, I mean, or even an electricity company, you know, a lot of services out there, a lawyer or whatever, how, what's their point of difference? So you have to think really hard about, you know, you the, what does the customer want? What do they need? What's wrong in the industry? Um, so I sort of go back, help people um, with their purpose. That's the first step, right? Mm-hmm. If you understand yep. purpose, which can come from the problem you see in the industry and how you're solving it, then you can start to build your business and change things in your business to solve um, those problems better than anyone else. And we recently did a, a cleaning company and, you know, they're a $20 million company. They want to be a $100 million company. Yeah. And... It all comes down to customer service in their industry. That's the only thing they can do. Um, So we take them through a process, but it has implications. You don't just say, okay, you're going to be the best at customer service. Let's put that on your website. You actually then build, question them and help them build into the business evidence that's going to manifest itself in the end, evidence and, and actual change things in your business so in the end you are the best at customer service so you're deciding at a business level what to do within the company that the brand can talk about 
Mm. Yeah, and often um, that, and often that can be a very very deep cultural change as well, can't it? Because that's right, that's so. right. So you know, just taking this, okay, I've got a brand, and I'm gonna or I'm gonna change my brand, or you know, change my logo. Well, I yeah, that just goes over my head. I don't get that. So we really help companies um, position themselves um, by thinking about who they are as a brand and what that what can they do better. And um, everything I talk about and help companies with, it's internal. It's, it steers the ship. It, it helps them find um, the right staff to work with. It gives them the priorities they need to address each day and the things they need to say yes and no to because they've decided they're going to be the best at this. Now, that could be lowest prices. You can imagine Bunnings, you know. Mm-hmm. That one tagline comes from their position in the market um, and everything they do has to deliver on lowest prices. So, you know, every job description, every every function is all about systems, more systems, more processes, get it in cheaper, et cetera, et cetera, drives everything they do. Um, and then they'd get a cheap-looking logo that's sort of, you know, it's not a Mercedes-looking logo. It, it um, backs up what the brand stands for. Um, so... There is a lot of work involved because it's that internal stuff and then how do you express it? How do you get the staff to understand it? How do you bring that down to one sentence and then bring that down to one word? Because then everyone's trying to ultimately own that mind share, that one word like Volvo safety or whatever. When you can get known for one word and when the staff get that, um, and they're talking at dinner about the business they work for, they'll, they'll end up speaking about the brand the same way the managing director does um, because everybody in the business is your brand. So you have to get it to filter through everywhere. So the clarity and the focus around what is your point of difference, et cetera, et cetera, has to be so laser clear and succinct and unique from every other business and that's why it's sort of expensive because you, you're researching, you know, um, you can go on your gut feeling or your instinct, but often there's a bit of research in there, yeah, um, et cetera. So that's why it does tend to cost a lot of money, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 to come up with some brand foundations, you know, is quite normal. Um, yeah, and look, say it's the, the the price isn't the issue. That the the, the the question that I always have is, are they actually getting their money? Like, it, it, I think there's a lot of companies out there who, yes. who say they're branding experts, but in my experience in talking to them, they really seem to not have the first clue about what it is. And so that's that, that's, right. that's my concern. Right. So how is it someone differentiates between you know how do you, how do you know you're working with other than you, of course, Peter? How does anyone know they're working with the with the right company? Do um, you know, I yeah, it does my head in. I don't think, I mean, I'm I'm not big noting myself at all. I've I've just got obsessive about this for the last five, six, seven, eight years, and. Um, I can't believe what people are saying out there about how they're going to help you grow your brand or that, you know, designers saying they do branding. Yes, they do logos. Um, and I've seen people say, yeah, $300 and I'll come up with a positioning statement and your target market and, you know, three other things. And it's like, well, that's just 
Yeah. Yeah. You found some buzzwords and something and given it back to the client and gone there. That's and it won't work. No. None of it. So who do you go to? It's really hard. You have to, I think, have the um you have to have an understanding yourself first. Mm. What are you asking for? What what are you going to get when you um uh finish working with the through that process and will it change things how will it help the business you have to understand branding to then go out and you know like we understand the quality of whether it's a meat pie or or the way jeans are put together um so we know what we're looking at when we're in a store and we can judge the value of lots of things, but we don't understand branding, so we can't judge the value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and in our course, which is this online tool, in fact, it's so heavy with content because we felt people, when they do the course, they just, they're really clear on what a brand is, how it can help them, and it's about educating them so they understand why they're it's like a university course on branding um and it empowers them to then go okay i'm building a brand now not running a business Mm. Um, and it would take me you know one or two weeks of sitting down with someone to get them to learn this or they can do the course and obviously it comes at a tenth of the cost because they're not dealing with me so we built this whole gigantic online tool to help people understand branding, uh, do a fair bit of it themselves, and then if they have to go off and ask someone to just help more with the smarten up the copywriting because they just weren't that good at polishing off their positioning statement or their brand promise, yeah. you know, you can find someone to help do those last little bits. Yeah. But um. It's very. Yeah. It looks very impressive. And so I remember uh, a little while ago spending an hour or so with you uh, going through the actual course that you'd created. And I'm not often impressed by courses and how they're put together, but I've got to say without blowing smoke, um, what, <laughs> what you put together is extremely, extremely intuitive to follow, but really well put together, nicely laid out. Um, so I think you've done a, a super job. So the, the, just to be clear, because um, looking at the this, the Plan to Brand website, you can do the course through that. Am I accurate in saying that? Um, or is all that- right. Yes. Yeah, you can. But the, right now the Plan to Brand website is a landing page. I haven't really advertised it much. It's sort of keeping a low profile. Okay. The um, where in about a month we'll have a very uh, big website that explains everything, um, that uh, why you should do this, the benefits you'll get from it in in real plain English. Like we've really tried to demystify it, so um, strip out the jargon and, and put it uh, so people can understand what they're getting themselves in for. Um, what they'll get out of it and uh, with videos and everything because I just felt I knew the landing page wouldn't convert people but as I've been trying to find partners out there and other people I needed something up. So, yes, they can do it but in a month's time there's going to be a much better website for people to uh, decide truly if it's for them. You know, I'm not into sort of conning people and saying, hey, you know, 
you're going to double the size of your business if you yeah. do my course. Start yeah. now. Just there's so much of that. Yeah. Crap. Excuse me. I just that's not me. No, no, that's that's fair enough. But at the moment, what we'll do uh, in in the show notes, I'll put a link to your creative uh, brew website that has the e-course and workshop link in there so yeah so people can uh can start looking at that and it says you're taking enrollments from the 30th of april last year so you're still running the course now it's just a, it's there's no there's no they can just basically uh start doing yes. the course at their own pace and there's no yeah okay cool yeah people can start doing the course at their own pace but i think i'm going to introduce a sort of um a fortnightly webinar uh for support okay um and that's not explained there, but it will be in the new website. So yeah, okay. it's because it's something at this level, they really do need to bounce things off people, yeah. or, you know, off, you know, ask and whatever. And then we're actually lining up a lot of um, brand consultants, writers, other people that want to, sh- um, that you can contact if, say, if you're in Perth, mm-hmm. we'll be looking at someone in Perth who might be, a contact and um, a design company or a marketing company and if people want help from someone local, they could go into our website, find out who's in their state okay. and maybe organise a three-hour meeting just to help them through the hard part or whatever. So all of that's being thought through right now and, and yeah, developed. Yeah, okay. F- fantastic. And I think that's a great thing and, um, you know, Brendan and I, we often have similar sort of scenarios and I'm sure you do, Brendan, where people just say, oh, I, I want, you know, I want SEO. <laughs> yeah. can, can you do SEO for me? Okay, right. Well, that's like, you know, it's no different to saying, can you do branding for me? It's a, it's, you know, this is a, that's a huge chunk. What's your experience with that, Brendan? And when you have that sort of question, how do you deal with it? Yeah, well, it's a funny one. I mean, from, so, I mean, it's taken me many years to understand brand and like the best definition I've ever heard is it's what people say about your business when you're out of the room. Yes, um, so but, true. Um, yeah. yeah, it's interesting because traffic is so cheap today, right? So you can buy you can buy traffic from ads. So you can run Facebook ads and AdWords ads. So by and large, the traffic problem is solved with with um, with money. But um, the hard it's easy to get traffic, but it's it can be hard to sell people and differentiate yourself. And one thing I know you do as well, Ed, like. We work with Matt at Photography Project and do a lot of commercial photography or have clients do commercial photography and that increases the conversion rate, like the, the number of people who are you know, emailing or calling or buying. But that really core, a lot of businesses lack that core, the, the fundamental, that the brand, like what makes them different? Why would someone choose them as a you know dentist as opposed to the other 10 people in Google? And I think it's interesting, like at, at the small business owner level there's still that kind of idea that the brand is a logo and you your design and your set and as opposed to what peter's talking about like it's the foundation the fundamental core of the business what you stand for why you're different why someone should choose you and you know the apple example is perfect like apple make good looking laptops that work that are reliable and you know that you know versus a windows pc that breaks and you have to install updates and it's sluggish and it crashes like that's two brands you know you, you know it's like night and day those two brands so i think it's interesting as more and more businesses move online and customers have more choice i mean you see it in retail right like mm. people are saying retail is dead well it's not really you go to an apple store there's queues out the door so retail isn't dead but you know business is becoming more and more competitive and i think 
like people like Peter, there's such an important role they play in business that uh, it's becoming more and more important. And the businesses that don't get it, they're going to be squeezed. I think I don't I don't know what you guys think or what you're seeing in the market, but that's certainly from my perspective is the businesses that grasp this stuff they're really the businesses that win. Like you can get a business at the top of Google, but that doesn't mean anything if the guy in one spot beneath them is better at positioning and, and better at selling. Yeah, and better at converting. I mean, you, you nailed it. The, one of the questions, it, oh, it's the whole whole component. One whole component is all about why should someone buy from me and not the competition? And it's actually really hard to answer that question. Um, you can say something, but in our process, you have to justify it so it's real. You know, you don't just say you're the best at this. You say, well, why? Because we've created an A, and it can be a process, you know, um, a three-step process or something. There's lots of ways to think about it. So um, I do believe that, you know, 80%, I, th- I think, I've read figures, 80% of the content out there doesn't get read, you know, and you go to the average, um, I don't want to be, you know, called designers or marketers out here, but, you know, you go to the average person, I say, oh, you need a website and you've got a blog, you've got a blog, you know, but what's the point of blogging if 80% of it's not going to get read? Now, it's only going to get read if it's unique, if it's solving a problem, if it if you've got a really unique perspective on, on something, and that's why understanding your purpose and your the unique thing that you're changing and challenging in the business and that's why um, and, and when you can talk to that in your blog articles or content um, people will listen but if you're just sort of you know automatically pumping out stuff because 15 years ago Google wanted to see content updated every day you, you've yeah, yeah, You're being exactly. misinformed, you know. It's just doesn't. It's not going to work like that anymore, unless you're, you're incredible. Now it's very hard to stand out, and that's what we do in the course. Just challenge you to just be a better business, be much more unique. Yeah, um, yeah. And otherwise, boy. You, well, you yeah. Have- so that's a that's a very good point because uh, several years ago. YouTube changed a key component of their algorithm as to where videos would rank. Uh, and they changed it based on views to engagement, so how long people would actually spend on the videos. Because if they're not watching the videos, it doesn't matter how many people actually go and view the video, uh, but if they only watch like the first 10 seconds or 30 seconds of it and then they don't watch the rest of the five minutes or however long it is, it means it's not engaging to the customer. Uh, so same with anything you do with a with your website or with any type of information or content you're putting out there, it has to be engaging. And the thing that really irks me that I hear a lot is the whole repurpose of content where someone, you know, they'll do a blog post and then they'll stick the same thing on, on Facebook and then they'll stick the same thing, you know, everywhere else um, from an article that was written five years ago. And they think, well, you know, <laughs> I'll just reuse that again and stick it in different places. It just doesn't work. You've got to have unique content for people these days because they're much, much wiser uh, and savvier with what they do on the internet compared to you know, even five years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's um, and, and it is tough out there for small businesses. You know, all of time to 
even do a course like mine is people find it tough to find that time, but I believe it's time well spent. But, um, you know, you've got your Nikes of the world or the, the best websites out there. It doesn't matter if it's David Jones or Amazon or Apple. The consumer is really used to a great experience out there. They go online, they order from Amazon, and they expect every other interaction on the internet to be of a similar level, you know, just work and just be and the information that you want's just there at the click, the right information. And so little businesses have to compete at that professional level, you know, when they produce their online websites and content and everything. And sort of just with little thought throwing up a website, um, it won't engage anymore. You know, the, the millennials... They're not putting up with it. They they know what they want. They can cut through all the crap out there and narrow into exactly what they're looking for, you know, as fast as. And um, and they only want to work for companies that have a purpose and that are heading somewhere. You know, they're now questioning who they work for. So, you know, thinking about being a brand as opposed to a little business even gets down to, you know, retaining good talent. Um mm. So, Definitely. you know, a, a, a course like mine's more for people really serious on growing, really serious, you know, rather than just a, running a day-to-day business, you know. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, but it's, I'm saying, it's, a, it's a good place for people to start because, you know, there's, everyone comes into this experience at different levels and uh, if, if they're bootstrapping and they don't have 15, 20 grand to pay a branding agency to help work through things, this is a fantastic step because it does guide them and hold their hand and you're constantly improving it and adding to it and refining it. So uh, in that sort of way, they can at least get the benefits of your knowledge and years of experience through this. Uh, and then at some stage down the track, they may start to reinvest uh, money into you know consulting with people like yourself to actually get it um, a, a much more of a deep dive done um, yeah, and, and yeah. your and your thought process, because what isn't in the course and can never be in a course is that uh, in the moment thought process um, way of of consulting that you just can't emulate other than being in the room with someone. So, but yeah, but it's a very good start, and I think if people are you know concerned about that their brand is lacking and where to where to go through, then it's a, a very good place. Um, to, to get some information from and just as a uh a notification and a uh what's the word we don't have any affiliation with peter like I, we don't make any money uh telling people to use P- peter's course i just uh, we only recommend things that uh we like so um and i know from seeing peter speak he certainly knows his stuff so brendan have you got anything else you would like to um ask peter while we've got him Got his captive attention. Yeah, I guess like someone listening to this, where like, well, what's a good indicator that they need to work on their brand? I think, and like one that I see, I don't know if, if if you see this, Peter, but like people, there seems to be this often this knee jerk reaction that sales are down. We need to do something about online marketing. We need to redesign our website. But I think often that's more a case of there is some problems with the the brand or the the core fundamentals of the business. So I don't know, is there is there some leading some indicator that you know this is something that people should work on or how often should they be looking at their branding and the, and these 
kind of fundamental components in their business? Yeah, look, great question. I think um, you sort of nailed a, a separate point that I'll, I'll bring two points together. The difference between a business and a brand is most businesses go out there and they start and um, they build a website and they just start and then they jump from tactic to tactic. Oh, I need Facebook ads. Oh, I need, oh, apparently I need SEO. I need to get higher in the re- rankings. Da, da, da. And everything's a tactic. So whereas any successful company, they have a plan and a, strand, a brand strategy is, in fact, the plan. Um at the end of the day, that guides the bigger picture. So if you don't have a plan, if you find yourself just knee-jerk reaction to the way you're promoting and marketing your business all the time, then you need to be thinking about this because after sort of thinking through who your competitors really are, who your target market really is, who you should narrow down to, what that core message will be, then you can start to more tactically go, okay, how can I reach them? There, None of them are on Twitter or LinkedIn. All those people are definitely Facebook people. Okay, great. What are we going to do that's different to the advertising everyone else is using? Da, 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 da. So you start to um, use the intel you've built up by doing the course or a process of thinking strategically and positioning yourself. Um and you start employing, you know, one-year type of strategies and looking back at the year and see how you went rather than just knee-jerk reactions and tactics. So, yeah, that's what I'd say to that. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Makes sense to me, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm um, just one other thing. I'm, because it's such a deep subject and... I can't. I know I've tried this. I've put ads on Facebook. No one reads them, you know, especially on people want that quick um, solution ever on Facebook. I find everyone just wants um, to learn the secrets to, you know, a sugar hit or something. Yeah, sugar <laughs> yeah, 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 sugar yeah, hit. So, yeah, um, so even marketing or, or, or promoting my product is a challenge, right? So we looked at it and went, what can we do? So we're doing a podcast. Now, I've got sort of seven or eight fundamental, very clear different steps, whether it's purpose, whether it's positioning or understanding target market, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so what I'm doing is putting together a podcast. Then from that podcast, uh, I'll go at, reach out to Simon Sinek of, you know, trying to contact him right now because he's the why man and he's the first person for purpose. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to world leaders in those areas because I I just feel I've got enough to say and I, I'm just, you know, dogged at this. I really want to do this. So uh, where there's a will, there's a way. So I'm going to those. So every month I will speak to one of them about the step in the process and go through the steps over the months. Now, after that podcast, there'll be a live Facebook thing about a fortnight after the podcast and so you can sign up and follow it and so you can join in on conversation and hopefully the guest depending on their time zone will also be on the live facebook um chat and all of this is being followed by an editor um and so that's all going and everyone's comments and what went down 
in the live webinar and on the podcast will get written into the chapter. And at the end of the year, we'll have a really comprehensive book with not just my opinions, but other thought leaders in that space. And people will have been following it and, you know, the book will get sold and all the, all the fees, all the profits go to Kiva to support sort of, you know, entrepreneurs that need support. So I've had to come up with strategies like that to promote my business because promoting the old ways doesn't work anymore. So you really have to be creative nowadays. I'd say to any business out there, find a really good creative partner who can, you know, just push push the push the envelope a bit because you have to be outstanding now to get get above the noise. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Too true. Well, that's exciting. Well, mm-hmm. uh, we'll keep people up to date when that happens and uh, – We'll put the link to your podcast when it starts on our show notes for this podcast. Uh, so, yeah, look, so it's, a, it's a short conversation on a very deep subject, but uh, hopefully it'll start pointing people in the right direction and they can certainly um, go and check out your website. So we'll, we'll put links. best way to find you um, is uh, creativebrew.com.au. That's, that's yeah. probably the best place. Yeah, and you can contact me on the form there through info or whatever I get that. Yep, fantastic. We'll put the links in the show note for that. Uh, Anything else before we go, Brendan? We'll let let, uh, Peter go. All good. Awesome. So thank you for your time, mate. That was fantastic. Hopefully we'll uh, get you back on uh, another time once you've had some other things uh, come to fruition with what you're working on. Uh, But it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. So uh, Well... Yeah, well, it was, uh, it was an honour to be asked, so thank you, Ed. It was a great meeting in Japan. I really had a good time there. Yeah, yeah, I... likewise. Mm. Okay. okay. All right, thanks very much. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks, guys. And we'll uh, speak to you soon. You've been listening to The Business Marketing Show. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher.